Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Speak to us as we speak to you, and let's, um, that we might keep communing with you today as, the, as your body. We look forward to that the whole body of Christ, those that are here, those that will be born, um, those that are with you already, when we will all be in one place. Maranatha, come quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. Make sure you go by and see Eve outside. Uh, the prophetic design has once again changed of what? Last night? And uh, especially with the, the uh, Eve is out in the window out there. And uh, the, I miss the people walking down the street because now with the construction going on, they kind of have to purposely come over. But they still come and stand out there and elbow each other and look at it and read it and back up and try to figure out what's going on. And that's great fun with it. Um, so, Jamie, I'm not used to, like, speaking three weeks in a row. This is like... It's been a long time. I'm usually out of town with grandchildren. I'm somewhere, something. So two weeks ago, we talked about thermonuclear, uh, the event of God telling all the atoms to let go of their, the, the nuclear charges that hold the, the internal parts of the atom together with the outsides of it and that we have in this universe a lot of atoms. And so if they let go, we have a massive release of light and heat and we would need another place to live, which is what he's going to do. But, you know, Jesus is going to come back and do some stuff before that part comes. This is just all interesting because it's all in prophetic language and words. And you, you kind of know, but you're not sure. And, you know, you, y'all may be the generation that's here that experiences all of that. and uh, Or not. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So then last week, after we finished two weeks ago, Second Peter, and him talking about all that, and, and you think, this is Peter talking, Peter who interrupts God, Peter who walks on water, Peter's talking. And now John, the, the poet, you know, of the disciples, John is the one that, and the word was with God. You know, he's just, <laughs> Luke the physician talks like, hey, it was 9 a.m., we did this, and then at 1 p.m. we did this, and it's all logical, you know, you go through Luke and you go through Acts and it all is, makes sense. And then you get to the artsy guy and John's got another spin on it. You know, when you go read the Gospel of John, well, John is still John. So when you're reading these three little letters that are sent out to the church, it's the same guy talking in that same way. He's going right along and then he says something really artsy, poetic. Like, what is he talking about? Okay, so, but he's, he's old. You know, he's going to he's going to live to be um, sent out on an island to live. And then one one Sunday, one Lord's Day, as he's worshiping, he God pulls back everything and shows him and he writes it all down. And it's called the book of Revelation. And so it, it's, you know, what are you going to do when you're seeing things and you're trying to put it into language in the first century? So Revelation is quite a, a an ending of these 44 books that we've put together and collected and, and uh, you know, anointings on them. And so this is his 
Uh, so he wrote the Gospel of John, and, and then he writes these three letters. And so this is the first one to the church, and he's old. And so he's, he's really, you know, if, if you, 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 you know, you put yourself in that place. So I'm writing the letter out to the churches, and I'm hearing about stuff that's going on in different places. And I know Jesus, and I don't know, this might be the last time I get to write. Now, he'll get to get to write two more letters that we know of. Uh, out sent out to the churches and read every place and studied and, and all these things but but still he's 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 there's a passion in him and he's an old guy with passion and he's seen a lot and so that's all in that background as you start reading so we're going to do chapter two today and so he says things like my little children that jewish accent my little children i hope you enjoyed the bagels today you know my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. That's it in essence right there. He's got it all down. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with a father. Jesus Christ the righteous. I love how Jewish people, they just, they just don't just say it's Jim. No, it's Jim the, you know, the hippie almost. Not really. The guy that acts like a hippie, art, teachery, worship, pastor guy. Yeah. They, they have ways of saying things. And, uh, you know, the Messiah Jesus, the righteous, and, and, he, and, he, and he calls him, uh, he gives him a title. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's the, it's the uh, advocate there is the, is the word in Greek, which means the one called alongside of. The, the inter, in Greek, it would be like the intercessor. So he's, he's already described a job description. Jesus is seated at the right hand, the place of authority and respect, of the throne of heaven, of God the Father, right now. The Father said, sit here until I make your enemies your footstool. And what job description is John describing he's doing? He's interceding. He is speaking to Father on your behalf. He has asked the Father to send the Spirit, and he sent the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is working right this minute. And his thing is you. You are the joy set before him. He endured the cross. He did everything the Father asked him to do because you were the reward. A big family. You're, you're all these different titles, you know? Your older brother, your bridegroom, you're all the titles of who this Jesus is. Verse 2, and he himself is the satisfaction for our sins. And not only ours, but also for those of the whole world. Now that's technically true, but many are called, few are chosen. You know, the road to destruction is wide, but narrow is the gate. He, he asked a lot of people. 
and there's a bunch of people that'll say, no, let me go first, uh, take care of my cows, or, you know, I got to serve my this, or I got to do that. I mean, there's a lot of people's almost like place cards at a big table, a big banquet. And there's going to be all these names and all these empty seats because they were invited. And they didn't want it. And even worse, even wor- that's bad, but it's even worse that the one that has walked into the, to the banquet and looked around and said, nah, I don't really want this. And they have walked away. And there's no coming back once you've seen it, once you've whatever, when there's no, the scripture says that. Peter was talking about that whiting in chapter in uh, Second Peter. We are just like that. We are learning to talk to God. Does it? Isn't that a pleasant sound? Do you hear him learning that? He doesn't even know he's he's just learning. He's practicing it. Pretty soon he's going to go, Mom, I need the car keys. Uh, yeah, wait a minute. For, did you wash your clothes? Did you put up that stuff before you go to the store? Before you go out with your friends? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I really don't know how old I am spiritually. I wouldn't really want to know because I'm probably... Way younger than I should be by this point. Verse 3, by this we'll know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. That's really simple. That's childlike. We should understand that. Okay, so so we're going to know. We've come to know him if we keep his commandments. Verse 4, the one who says I have, I've come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Boy, he just he held back Southern style, didn't he? He didn't he really pulled the punch there and kind of didn't say it straightforward, like my friends from other parts of the country. I mean, he like the places that you came from, they all spoke straightforward, didn't they? They just said, yeah, down here, and then you come into the south, you're going, What do they mean? What was that? You know, why did they just tell me something? So now how do you do? You're kind of like half from Ohio and half from the South? You're more here now. So you kind of beat around the bush. You try to say it. Yes. So what we are, Jamie, is I, we, we are like undoubtedly connected to if there was like southern Japan, that's who we are because the Japanese are very big at face saving. They do their best to tell you the truth, tell you something that you need to be corrected but not say it so that you, say, you, you, allow, you help them say face. So southerners. We're undoubtedly connected to that because uh, I do it to the point that my wife says that they don't know what you're talking about. You couldn't, you couldn't have made that plain? I thought I was plain. No, you weren't plain. You just you avoided the issue like you just avoided the issue. If you look toward her, she'll be nodding right now back there. Yep. So I like, I like old John. <laughs> if you say it, 
and you don't keep the stuff, you're lying. You're not telling the truth. But whoever keeps his word, verse 5, in him the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. Verse 6, the one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. The famous book based on 1 Peter 2.21, In His Steps. You know, you've read the book, millions and millions of copies of it. It's free. You can actually download a free PDF file of it um, and get it. You know, the whole premise was that he decided that I would try, the, the writer says, uh, uh, being in this person, uh, in the storyline, says, I thought I would try to come to each situation during the day, and, I would, and when I found myself and wh- I didn't know what to do next, I would say, well, what would Jesus do? And it turned his life, as you see as you read the book, he ends up not where he started, because that was the, every time was in his steps, what would he do? We made our little, our little bracelets of that. What would Jesus do? Is really based kind of on that whole thought of in his steps, which right here is a good version of this. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. Verse 7, Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you've heard. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and true light is already shining. Like last week, talking about outer darkness where there is nothing. Absence of light means it's dark. It's not yin-yang. It's not an equal amount of light and dark. In the, it's either, you, you know, if the lights are on, the lights are on. If the lights are off, it's black. You know, you turn the heat off and we get down to 2.73 Kelvin in the universe, which is, that's just above absolute zero, which is, everything stops. Weren't you proud of me last week? I didn't get into quantum mechanics and stuff. I know Jimmy's disappointed, but I would have sawed off the limb rapidly in quantum because as they went smaller and smaller, you know, we start with these, oh, you know, here's an electron way out here, kind of equal to the distance of, from the, from here to the moon, or is it from here to the sun? It's a lot of space, and just a, just in the hydrogen, one one negative charge electron going around a positive proton in the center, and it's like a little universe. And then they started going down into the middle of it, where the neutrons and the protons were, and they started finding subatomic particles, quarks, strange places, strange things. When you go down, like you're in the Avengers, is it Ant-Man? Who's the one that goes down really small? Ant-Man. So if you go down really small, pretty soon it's smaller and smaller, 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 and there's a whole nother reality of physics at that level. They have found that, how in the world can they do this in a lab? But, But they took some material... And they divided it into two containers in this particular lab. And I would look it up and I told you the lab. But they have this container. They take the other one. They put it on a plane. And they take it exactly as far far as they could get exactly on the other side of the world. Exactly, you know, kind of 
they knew where they wanted to go. So they've got some of the material here and some of the material there. They, in effect, let's make it simple, they thump the material here. You know what happened to the material on the other side of the earth? It reacted as if it had been thumped. That's quantum. Everything is connected. Even when we don't think it's connected. Everything's connected. When you get down small enough or you go big, I mean, it's all connected. This is a strange, you're, you're strange. You're listening to me talking to you. I'm just a bunch of atoms. I got a lot of atoms. I wish I could see my belt. Just tell those atoms, move over. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've only had two cups of coffee today. So. Okay, we did verse 8. Is true in him? And because the darkness has passed away, the true light is already shining. Verse 9, the one who says he's in the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness until now. No matter how you spin it, no matter what you say, if you hate your brother, it's dark to you. You've turned all the lights off. Can you tell where you're going in the dark? No. You can't. It's like go down a dark cave. If you've ever been on a cave trip someplace, Mammoth Cave, and they turn all the lights off, and, and then the, you know, the guide's saying, try to see your hand. Well, I can't see anything. I can't see you. I, can't, I don't even know. I'm not moving. I'm standing right here until you turn the lights back on in here. I hear water dripping. In this cave. Verse 10. The one who loves his brother abides, lives in the light. And there is no cause for stumbling in him. You're, you're going to be pretty good at getting, going, walking through life. If you love. If you hate, you're going to trip over your own feet no matter what. You're going to break your nose on that brick wall that you didn't see that you walked directly into spiritually. Verse 11, but the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Have any of you ever tried to talk to someone that was in spiritual darkness and you knew they were blind? Was It was frustrating, right? Because no matter how wise you thought, what you were saying to them would certainly get the lights to come on. They would see the... They don't. I mean, one out of, I don't know, a hundred I talked to, it would affect. And some of them, as school students... I found out that it was making an effect, but I, it was years, and they would contact me nowadays with Facebook. They contact me every now and then. And then the scary stuff is they quote me back to me. You know, I've never forgotten when you said blah, blah, blah. 
Me? I said that? Do you know if I collected all of those reporting back, I am a, I am full of wisdom. What that is, is like in the moment as you walk by the art student and you open your mouth and God put a sentence in there for them, you know, or a paragraph, and you go on and you don't remember it, but it wasn't you anyway. You were delivering a message, Western Union from God, have a telegram, you know, and you don't know that you've got a telegram. So you never know when you're talking to somebody and something comes out, you, he won't go and watch this, watch this, Marie, this next one is me. I'm going to give them a sentence right out of your mouth. You're just going to go wrong and talk as a Christian. And then he's just going to put words there or actions there. I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but you're a walking example. You are ambassador of a kingdom in a foreign country. This one's just as foreign as any of them. All across the earth, they're foreign places. We're scattered everywhere. Found to another side. Not that I'll ever do an aside. I was reading on one of the vineyard uh, pastor's pages last night I think or is it this morning I don't know recently in the last 24 hours and somebody that's really famous another one has come out that they have been sinning against people because they can't react to people properly and whoever this is, I don't even know who it was. This pastor was just so disillusioned yet last night. They had found out yesterday during the day. And David was somebody that they looked to. And uh, they were so disappointed. And then he said, uh, Michael did, the pastor. He said, you know. As bad as that was, my reaction as I thought about it was even worse. I would have usually been kind of mope around for a week or two after you found out something about one of your heroes. He said, this happens so often, I'm not surprised anymore. Isn't that a terrible reality? And then, he, he, then John goes into one of those. I have tried to diagram this, kind of write it out to the side, and I still don't understand why he writes like this. He says basically the same thing twice, but he changes them up. So, and I didn't go read a commentary because I thought, I don't want to go read a commentary on this. He says, uh, his next thought, verse 12, I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven you for his name's sake. Okay. I'm writing to you fathers because you know him who has been from the beginning. Okay, so yeah, you've been around longer. 
I'm writing you young men because you have overcome the evil one. Okay, so you guys like spiritual teenagers maybe or something or young. I'm, I'm writing to you children because you know the Father. Didn't he just say something to the children? For, verse 14, I'm writing to you fathers because you know him who has been from the beginning. I'm writing to you young men because you're strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. I want to go, John, I am so confused. Why did you do that? Maybe he's just gotten old and he's just... Is this a Jewish way of talking and kind of a circular something or other right there? Um, I drew it all on the side, and it still doesn't make sense. I wrote, you know, I put a little box, a little children, I wrote the two different things, and then to the fathers and young men. But, but the part that I can get out of this without going to read somebody, I have all these in me at the same time. In one moment, my inner child is up, and the next moment is the teenager version of me and then it's the older guy version and sometimes I act like the older guy you know it's tiger's pit I can tell I followed it to it when I was young but the embarrassing parts is when the older guy and you're talking to me and you realize you're talking to little Jim the young one's talking to you for some reason or the middle school one when it should be the older one. So I'm all those things at any one moment. They're all there. All the ages are there. So you go read these and you go, well, all these apply to me. And just because he said guys, it works with girls too. It's the same stuff right there. Um, verse 15. Do not love the world nor the things in the world. This is a whole jump. Can't you hear a jump here in thoughts? This didn't lead into that from the stuff that went before. This is like a new, this is like, turn the page, kids. I got another thought for you. Oh, like, you know, oh yeah, by the way, if I don't get back to you, don't love the world nor the things in the world. If someone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And all that is in the world, so you give me the description now, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life is not from the Father but from the world. Now, you know, after World War II, they started, there was, a, you know, I've probably said this a thousand times, and some of it, but maybe, maybe one of you have never heard it, but after World War II, we had turned our whole business community into making a war machine I mean we did everything we did not want the Nazis to take us over nor did we want Japan we did everything we made coupons about everything uh, when my when Jan's uh, my first wife's mom was alive she would talk about World War II and uh, she and her husband um, Ralph had uh, he was in um, wholesale groceries and already doing stuff eventually we'd make a business and sell peanuts that you and I would buy at Food World but that's a long time ago and uh, he, she had uh, a set of twins and uh, she could get a hold of Cocoa's six ounce, six and a half ounce Cokes where no one else could get them so if she needed some diapers changed she said Hey, if you'll stop by and help me with the twins, I'll give you a Coke. She had Cocoa's when no one else had Cocoa's because they were in the grocery business. 
they had coupons for different things. You know, they had like you could only get, you know, you could turn your coupon in and then you could have the right to purchase something. We, 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 we watched over everything because there was a war going on. Well, the president and, and uh, the people in the government said, you know, we're going to have to do something because everybody's coming back from war and uh, we've been making weapons and different stuff and we need to get the, we need to turn the culture back into taking care of itself and making goods and clothes for people and shoes and things, things that we can sell to each other and, and get our economy going. This really happened. So some of them, psychology was becoming quite popular. And some of them said, well, you know what we need to do? We need to learn to do something. There's some guys up on Madison Avenue. This is a street in New York. And they have been working with uh, ways of um, selling ads for things, and they're getting quite good. They, when they do their ads, they get people to buy more. So the government got behind this and helped to develop advertising firms. And they all centered themselves on Madison Avenue. That's where all the big firms were. And we are really good at this nowadays because we know what humans like. People don't just want a car that back has a backup thing on it now that you can see if you're gonna back over your neighbor's mailbox. They tell you, if you buy this car, you're going to be smart. If they're going for guys, you're going to be smart and you're going to attract women. In fact, we're going to put a girl in a swimsuit sitting on this car's hood just to show you. And she's going to smile at you because you're behind the steering wheel. Or we're going to get this for the girls and say, if you wear this cologne, you wear, or you wear these exercise clothes, everybody will turn their heads when you come into the gym. They're really good. They convince us to buy stuff because we have these hungers in us. And they use this lust of the natural masculine, feminine, human animal, just who we are, about uh, things that our, our natural person would like. Or something that we just, it's just on the verge of coveting your neighbor's bicycle or your neighbor's something or another. You know, this, this uh, lust of the eyes, you just want stuff. You end up spending money that you wouldn't have spent. In fact, you, you buy with future money that you don't even have. You use MasterCard. So worldly, so wise. Was that the name of the, that was the slogan at one point, I think for MasterCard. They actually would show the MasterCard, the double circles, so worldly, so wise. My uncle worked on, in Huntsville, they came, uh, he worked for Redstone Arsenal, he did a lot of things. One thing, he wrote the, the security code to get into the arsenal. Well, another one is that he, he worked on the side for a banking, a bank firm that was connected to the development of the MasterCard credit card and to make it safe. He's with the Lord now, but He's one of the people that worked on MasterCard to make it work because he was a computer whiz, 
It's uh, Jimmy, I can't find anything that's like sci-fi. I mean, I'm just. Y'all know those things. There's no point in even saying them except that uh, these aren't from God. This is appealing to our natural part. Verse 17, the world is passing away. Ah, John agrees with Peter. Yeah. The world's passing away. Also, it's lust. We're not going to want some of the things that we want now because we're going to see the big picture. We're going to be with God. It's going to, some of these things that are, uh, it's just going to be a rebalancing within us about what's important. Uh, the world's passing away. Also, it's lust. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. Children, it is the last hour. Just as you have heard that Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have appeared, and from this we know that it is the last hour. What is Antichrist? Antichrist is a, doesn't have to be a person. It's a, it's a thought system, and they're just against the things that Jesus stands for. And you meet them all the time, and you don't, because they don't have like a, like a T-shirt that says Antichrist. <laughs> I'm part of the Antichrist people. But they are. They're, they're, you, you meet them. People that uh, are following another way of living. They've come up with something different. And not only that, but some of them talk with our language. Some of them will try to convince you of why it's dumb. You can be at a dinner party, or I have in the past in Dothan, and everybody around the table did not follow God except for me. And it's hard to know how to talk when you come from a different place. Uh, because I didn't want to confront because it's a dinner party and God's not telling me to confront. And I don't know how to... How to and some, a lot of them are still alive today and I don't know how we talk now exactly about stuff. We'd probably talk about relatives and oh how's your kids doing and how's retirement and, uh, and if they were that way 40 years ago I suspect that they're further along in their distortions of what is valuable and how the universe works He says, 19, they went out from us, but they weren't really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out so that it would be shown that they are all are not of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. You all know. I am not writing to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie is of the truth. Here he is on this again. Who is the liar but the one who denies Jesus is the Messiah or the Christ in Greek? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Didn't matter how good they are at music, how many songs that they have recorded, how many movies they've made, how much money they have. They can have billions. They can have a dollar. They can be in jail. They cannot be in jail. But if they don't acknowledge first that Jesus is Jesus, then there's a good chance that, you know, the next thing is true is they probably don't have a relationship with him. 
Who is the liar? But the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. And whoever denies the Son, verse 23, the Son does not have the Father. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. The one who confesses the Son has the Father also. As for you, let that abide in you which you've heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, resides in you, you stay with you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise which he himself made to us eternal life. You don't go to God because you want eternal life. You go to God because God starts convincing you you're not in a relationship with him. He first loved us. We start loving him. As we start loving him, this interaction starts going on. Conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. He starts convicting us that we're rebels, that we are, we are not, um, we're not being who we should be, that he's paid for us with his own life. You know, this going down this road, and as you start having relationship and you ask him into your life, then Jesus is there. The Father's there because Jesus is the Father and I are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You've seen how Father works. Even though, even though Father resides in unapproachable, like in a cloud, He is otherly, but Father, He is so awesome. But Father, he's, he's that. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the one that's like the wind, who is a different, but you can tell he's been here. You can tell when he comes and he's maybe resting on you, if you're that kind of sensitivity or not, he's still there, whether you can sense it or not. When he starts coming, because he's a third person of the Godhead, one God, three persons. He feels about things just like Jesus does. He feels about things just like the Father does. Because the three are one. Like H2O. Ice. Liquid. Steam. But they're all... Yes. H2O, one God, three persons, three personalities, three different self-assigned within the Godhead. Verse 26, these things I've written to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. As for you, the anointing which you receive from him abides in you. And you have no need for anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you abide in him. Now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he's righteous, you know that everyone also practices righteousness is born of him. I probably should have done that verse because that verse sounds like that will go with some other part. The confidence is, is that when you see him, you're going to get excited. But when others see him, 
as the prophets say, they are going to cry out to the rocks that would cover them. Because that that vibrates inside of you is just going to get stronger. Your God is showing up in person. And all that they've denied, all that they've said that he's not really true and he's not really this, when they see him, even in the beginning of coming, they're going to go, uh-oh. They're not, it's not going to even just be a mental thing. It will be a, they're a being that will, will want to flee from him because they don't know him. They're not in relationship. John says the same thing as other ones do in the, in the New Testament. Comfort each other with these things. Pray for your brothers and sisters in different places. The seeds in the, in the rainbow people. There's some seeds that have been planted this time. Other seeds that were there got watered more. Bless y'all. Bless everybody that went down and worked with them from the nomads community. Thank you, Lord.